All right. <laughs> I've said it. Okay. Episode 70. Whatever. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. If I pay to watch a giant uh, lizard hit a giant monkey, I'm going to watch a giant lizard hit a giant monkey. I'm not expecting fucking Citizen Kane over here, which yeah, exactly. doesn't even have a cane in it. So I don't know why they call it that. Honestly, I don't understand why people... Why do people say Citizen Kane? People say it's super boring now, but I'm like... The film... It was filmed in 1941, so... Uh, we'll, you we'll say Citizen Kane, all I can think of is, like, Casablanca for some reason. Like, it's it's automatically, like, the changing what movies. movie you're talking about. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's the classic movies, I guess. And I guess because Orson Welles did it, but... Oh, no, no. Orson, 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 Orson Welles? Welles? Yeah, directed by Orson Welles and stars Orson Welles. It's in black and white, of course. <laughs> I, I always find that so weird. Like, like you're the director of something, right? You're You're charged with creating this thing. And then, like, you're like... Huh, you know who would be the perfect actor for this person? Me. Me. Honestly. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait. So, uh, but before we get into that. So, guys, stick around. We've got Mark Norman uh, interviewing later on. So, um, yeah, stick around for that, and we'll we'll see how that interview goes. We've got a couple of questions, and it was all very last minute. So, stick around for that after these messages. But, um, but yeah, for Citizen Kane, I was going to say, it's like, it's always those kinds of people who are like, like you'll see um. For example, it, okay, it's like directed by Adam Sandler, and then it's Adam Sandler as like a schlub, and then he's like, "Oh yeah, so uh, what do you do for a living?" He's like, "Oh, I'm a janitor," and he's like, "Oh, who, what's your wife? What does she do for a living?" Oh, she's a supermodel, and they're like, "Oh, okay," and it's like Adam Sandler just directed this movie just for the sole reason yeah. of making out with someone that he, he's wanting. That's to. hot as fuck. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like you never see them having like average or even lower than average yeah. level, unless it's like as a joke like in jack and jill when they're ugly on purpose or whatever and things like that but it's yeah like, it's like he's like no rob Schneider. i mean some, some like like uh like uh rough diamonds or whatever the fuck that movie was called his most recent one um uncut gems, uncut <laughs> gems. That, one. <laughs> that, that movie is so fucking good that yeah so that, that, that one's a bit different good. that one's ooh. i was that gonna say so good he said that if he didn't get the Oscar for that one, he was going to make, like, the worst movie ever after that. And then he made Hubie's Halloween after that. And it's a Hubie, terrible movie. Hubie Halloween is fucking awful, but it was uh, it was so funny. Like, I could not stop laughing because I'm retarded. And so he'd be like, he'd put, like, a, he'd be like, oh, excuse me. And I'd be like, that's fucking comedy gold. Do it again, you know? 10 out of 10. Give him another Oscar. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's funny because it's like, okay. uh, Dude, that would have been the perfect, like fuck you moment to adam sandler if he got an oscar for the shittiest movie and didn't get one for a great movie he would never because it's like everyone was talking about it like oh, okay like it was a shitty movie blah, blah blah it's got like low low things but the audience reviews are very positive because obviously everyone's taking it with yeah. a grain of salt and going like oh this is so dumb but it's hilarious you know like yeah. it's if you go into it thinking this is going to be ridiculous but i'm gonna enjoy it then you're gonna enjoy it but when people are going going so um, it appears that the acting was subpar because when he displayed a bit of flatulence, the flatulence was not at all synced up with how his face was going. So I, was in t- I wasn't immersed immediately with that kind of flatulence. So I'll give this a 5 out of 10. You're like, <laughs> honestly, I don't know. He's, uh, he's dude, having fun with his friends. So, so, like, there's a reason why I kind of don't like a lot of like uh, critic ratings, like especially like on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff. It's like... That don't take the fun out of out of movies that would otherwise be good because they're bad. It's like, yes, they're bad. That's the point. Honestly, but I think I have a copy problem. 
<laughs> Why do you have a coffee problem? Three cups? Yeah. And I have Three a piss jar problem, okay? I can't lift the piss jugs, but they're there and you know it. <laughs> what? <laughs> the piss jugs. But anyways, back to Citizen Kane. I, I don't know why. Okay, okay, so. Let's see, let's see. Let's see. Oh, that actually hurt. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Citizen Kane, let's see. <laughs> Storyline. A group of reporters are trying to decipher the last word ever spoken by Charles Foster Kane, the millionaire newspaper tycoon. Rosebud. What's the significance of Rosebud? I don't understand. Let's see. Three out of ten is too old, doesn't use modern tech. The picture was Wells' first feature film, considered by many critics and filmmakers to be the greatest film ever made. Why? I. mm, All right. I guess we'll watch. Should we watch it and give Citizen Kane a review? Let's because do it. Let's do I've, it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it either. We can all. We need it. Okay. No one's seen it yet. But remember, go. You know, in. I'm pretty sure no one's seen that movie. Everyone just pretends like they read like the synopsis, and everyone just pretends. Exactly. <laughs> Citizen Kane, the Orson Welles movie. I loved it. <gasps> Me too. That Citizen and that uh, and that, that Rosebud. Yeah, Rosebud. <laughs> My God. Okay. It's, um, no. it's so ingenious when that one person said Rosebud. Oh, perfect, perfect filmmaking. And there was a moment. Was- Let's guess like what it's about. Okay. You just read the synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that, I, I, I was about to read the actual plot, but I was like, no, no, no. No spoilers. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it'd, be, it'd be funnier if we just guessed and then got it completely wrong. Yeah, that's right. true. That's true. So, a group of reporters are trying to decipher the last word ever spoken by Charles Foster Kane, the millionaire newspa- newspaper tycoon, Rosebud. So who is Rosebud? Is that his drug dealer? Is that his, his mistress? Is that his wife? Okay, because we know about Harvey Weinstein, I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna say <laughs> Harvey Weinstein. How far back does it go? How he goes back all the way to the beginning, to the center of like of like Hollywood. So I'm gonna say that Rosebud is uh is like his little girl uh like slave servant that he keeps in the basement, kind of like in the in the vein of Lolita, the the book, and. <laughs> And right now he's just outing himself because he can no longer get in get in trouble because he's just dying. And so this and so since no one ever finds out what Rosebud means, uh, he he dies keeping all of his glory and never gets caught. I like that one. I like that one. So a group of Rosebud is um, who would we? Quickly looks up the plot. Honestly, I'm like I don't I don't understand. I don't know. But um, yeah, it's it's just a murder mystery. I mean, I guess because it's yeah. the first murder mystery or whatever. There's I don't okay. Know. Is, it? is there going to be a Agatha twist Christie? Or huh? Uh, isn't Agatha Christie before like murder novels, murder mystery novels been around? Yeah, yeah but like, been around. The, I don't know. That's probably the biggest of all, like out of all of them. Though. Yeah, and I was gonna say she's like one of the biggest, and she's not even like the first. No, I meant like Citizen Kane. Oh, oh Citizen Kane. Okay, okay, okay. He because it was. The reason it's so like culturally important or whatever is because of course Orson Welles, he was already a phenomenon on radio and stage. He made the cover of Time magazine at the age of twenty-three. So oh, he was shit. already like directing Damn. and writing and stuff like that. And I mean, War of the Worlds, that shit was crazy for that time, you know? War of the Worlds. And then mm-hmm. he made people think it was actually real. Like people killed him. You know, that, that, that there's actually uh uh evidence saying that it didn't happen that way. 
that a lot of those uh, things were sensationalized by the newspaper later, like the following day, in order to discredit the radio. And really? the thing was that his broadcast of War of the Worlds happened around the same time as one of the most popular radio shows at the time. Mm-hmm. So it's very unlikely that many people who actually listened to radio shows would have tuned into his uh, War of the Worlds thing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So it was much more akin to like a TV show that comes on or like a movie that randomly comes on the TV, you know, during when there's like a primetime show. It's like, yeah, it's not going to get a lot of viewers. Yeah, so it's very unlikely that he actually inspired a lot of fear in, like, you know, to rampage in the streets and all of that. Like, there there was, like, maybe one or two proven accounts of, like, people actually believing it, and they called in to, like, the police station and stuff, but they were like, no, nothing's going on. Mm-hmm. I guess. But I was talking yeah. about murder mysteries. Oh, wait, I was actually going to say, so Orson Welles, he he adapted it from H.G. Wells' novel, The War of the Worlds, right? No it's, relation. Exactly, no relation. His name is <laughs> Herbert George Wells, right? H.G. Wells, who's yeah. like one of the fathers of science fiction. And Orson yeah. Welles' name is George Orson Welles. Isn't that hilarious? And I mean, they they they, they were alive at the same time too because H.G. Wells died in 1946, but Orson Welles publicized that in 1938 doing the radio thing in 1938. So he was alive. He, they, they knew each other. That's crazy, and it's funny. It's like no relation, because even the Wells is spelled uh, a different different way. Yeah, it's, it's hard to imagine that. That's my that's my granddad's. Uh, that's like when my granddad was in his prime time. Oh, a long time ago, and it's funny. Cause, yeah. So it says the War of the Worlds. It's an episode of the American radio drama anthology series, The Mercury Theater on the Air. So I'm I'm assuming I guess they did. So, okay, the episode became famous for allegedly causing panic among its listening audience, though the scale of panic is disputed as the program had relatively few listeners. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, if if people even knew, because if it's like, oh, Mercury Theater on the air, and they're like, they, you know, it it said the theme music and an announcement at the evening show was an adaptation of The War of the Worlds. So, you know, it's like. It's to make it more realistic for the medium in which it was happening in. Oh, oh, it's funny, though, because it says for about the next 20 minutes, the broadcast was presented as a typical evening of radio programming being interrupted by a series of news bulletins. The first few news flashes occurs during a presentation of live music. Descri- describe a series of odd explosions observed on Mars. And then, yes, the falling on the farm. And then, like, uh, Martians emerge from a cylinder attack using a heat ray. Panic reporter at the scene describes use- until his audio feed abruptly goes dead. I mean, honestly, let me see. Martian cylinders have landed all over the world as he des- describes desperate New Yorkers fleeing and dropping like flies. Imagine hearing that. Let me see, because... Dude, you know what's so insane? How, like, our depiction of aliens have changed, like, over the course of just, like, even American history? Like, they th- those are cylinders. Being, I was going to say, yeah, cylinders. But also, remember, they started out being alien, but as time went on, they became more humanoid, and we just started depicting yeah. them as humanoid. They also started getting more violent. Like, early depictions of aliens treated them as, like, oh, faraway helpers coming to save the human race and, you know, proliferate with us and all that other crap. And now they're like, oh, they're alien invaders coming here to, to take your women and destroy your your, uh, your landscape and shit. Do, do you guys remember when um, those, like, weird things were, like, flying over L.A.? Like, those weird little, like, things that would leave, like, trails and shit? You know what I'm talking about? Chemtrails the fighting. No, not chemtrails. <laughs> Just going like, to a vlog conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, it was like um 
I don't know. They would leave like sound wave kind of looking things, but it was super weird. Look it up. It happened like like a, two years ago, right? I, I was here training in the morning, like uh, working out in the morning, and ago. I seen one. Yeah, like two years ago. And I Wait, seen then how one. are you in the military base? Two years ago. No, no, no. I seen I seen one like two years ago, and I seen oh. one like last week. Right. Here, I was literally about to say the Pentagon said a video released of pyramid-shaped UFOs is authentic, and this was two weeks ago. Mm. Triangular objects flying off the coast of San Diego. Yeah, but um, supposedly they tried to spell it as like military testing rockets and shit. Like I don't know. It's usually military testing rockets. But to be honest. it looks so fucking weird, and it was moving so freaking like. Like, Dude, someone who does great weird. videos on like all those like extraterrestrial shits is, is this channel called uh, uh, Lemino. Mm-hmm. He does great like thirty minute like video essays on like random topics like the apocalypse or like the Universal S. You know what that one is? With, like three lines, oh, yeah, I've seen that six video. lines, and like that. And he goes through all the history to see where it started. <laughs> uh, but like he he does one on like the Battle of Los Angeles where like people thought there were like aliens and stuff. And, like, he does another one on, like, the, the recent UFO sightings with, from, like, that camera and shit. Shit's pretty interesting. Like, I have that shit on repeat sometimes. All right, I'm going to send you guys a video about it. Ooh. Let's see, uh, copy. First-hand research. Hell, yeah. All right, it's in the chat. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> see what's going on? <laughs> one of my friends just sent me a fucking Joey Wheeler Animal Crossing thing. Right, Guys, this is the uh, you see that thing? I seen one of those right here. Where is it? What the fuck? I seen what? that here. It wasn't that big, but yeah, I seen what? that shit. That's crazy. Well, did Walter really see a UFO? I mean, on, technically, you did see a UFO because it, all it means is unidentified flying object. It doesn't mean yeah. aliens. It's just you don't know what it is. So, yes, that's crazy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think weird looking right i'm glad that that the quality of the video gets better because i'm like dude with a lot of like ufo sightings nowadays it's like everyone carries a high definition camera inside of their pocket and for some reason everything looks like uh like a you know 2002 240p video of like carlos mencia fucking (laughs) like in the sky like Come on, fighting, you, you, fighting Joe Rogan and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like every 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 film, every like video of UFOs looks like that, and it's like, mm-hmm. why you have a high definition camera? How is it so hard to just get a clean image? I was gonna and say like, that's the other thing. It's like, why is it that since we've gotten more and more cameras, all of a sudden everything starts going down? Like you don't hear like, oh, we saw Bigfoot, or we saw aliens right away, or we saw like the Sasquatch, or we saw yetis or like you know all the paranormal stuff you know like you you, yeah. you can say as much as you want oh but they're still out there but it's like then why have this, there been less pictures you know yeah. but, uh, like I mean, it, it went from like seeing jesus and burning bushes to seeing jesus on toast it's like exactly like so. really really so what about all that other stuff you all supposedly saw the ufos the loch ness monster you know exactly, now that there's high yeah. definition cameras exactly like if you're doing all this research, all of a sudden everything disappears when you have the most cameras there's ever been in history. Like, come yeah. on. There's like, an I- unprecedented surveillance system in like every single person's pocket and we can't catch one good photograph of, of individuals with your high definition camera Hold on. that like can do 3D. Mo- Dude, my phone can do like 
with a picture can scan a document and like have a high quality image so I can reproduce it as part of my job. And you're telling me that we can't get, you know, one moderately good snapshot of a UFO? Exactly. Like, Let, let me let me get to my point. So I seen this thing right in the sky, and it, my my thing was like, okay, um, okay. So I seen this thing in the sky, right? And I tell people, I'm like, hey, look at that shit. It's fucking weird, right? And everybody's like, like like two people are like, oh, that is fucking weird. And the drill sergeant is just like, all right, keep exercising. Like you didn't give a fuck. I was like, oh, how many right. times has he seen shit down there? Yeah, you're in Virginia, like, you said right? Yeah, um, Virginia right now. But like my my I thing is like. Aliens. I had like a gut of them in Nam. Let's say, like, they confirm it. Our UFO's real. They visited us. How fast do you think we would be like, all right, whatever? Like, 24 hours? Yeah. Like, there's, like there's what like happened when too fast. everyone thought that we found uh, aliens, like, uh, you know, last year with those, like, dots on, like, the, the cameras from the military planes? Like, everyone forgot about it within, like, a week. So, if, like, I, I would assume, like, extrapolating if we found out like like an actual alien landed in Times Square and came out and was like, hey, you fuckers. Yeah, that's uh, way more like crazy than fucking just seeing like a little light in the sky. You know what I mean? It, it would be like a month, maybe. And then we'd get over it. Yeah. It'd become part of natural life. Like we've been so beaten down, especially in this last year and just in general, kind of, that that's it's like shit. an alien invasion. Like it would have to be an alien invasion for people care for, for people to care for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Like if they just landed and were like, "Hey, y'all, we 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 exist," I doubt anyone would really care for very long. It's like, oh well, you're not important to our lifestyle. So, exactly. Like you're not aliens existing aren't going to help me buy food at a supermarket. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. No one's going to care. It's like bring me pictures of aliens, and it's like no, yeah. no one's going to pay for that. Are, are you going to turn us all into Elon Musk's with like dads owning uh, with our dads owning emerald mines in Africa? No, we don't care then. <laughs> Honestly. The only person that would like give a shit is like Neil deGrasse Tyson. And that would oh, be- yeah. Yeah. All, all, also, all the conspiracy theories. David Icke. David Icke would be all over that shit. He'd be like, You see, there are lizard people running the world. Goddamn. Joe Rogan <laughs> fucking loses his okay. fucking mind. Yeah. All like the conspiracy theories would be like, See, vindication. And we're like, No, that still doesn't, that still doesn't prove what you said is true. And then everyone just forgets about it. And then in 30 years, some, like, three retards are going to make a podcast. Be like, hey, remember that time where aliens, like, kind of landed on New York City? Exactly. Which yeah. Like, oh, good times. Like, unless it's, like, catastrophic or something. But Yeah. Like an alien invasion. Then people would care. But, and even then, like, after, like, four months of war, it's, like, war fatigue will kick in and people will be like, this is just life now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh right, I forgot to turn off the AC since we're recording. Honestly, I didn't even notice anything in the background, but uh, I think it only comes on when I speak. That's why. Yeah. It opens up Maybe, but yeah. So it's it's basically so it's so there's like um the, the, people have theories of it's like okay why haven't we found <sighs> alien life yet if it if you know if it exists so it's like okay th- there's these different problems so there's one the first one is the rare earth basically we're unique the rare earth hypothesis argues that planets with complex life like earth are extremely rare and intelligent extraterrestrial life is highly improbable hence we're one of a kind and 
this is kind of true because we've we've seen other galaxies and things like that where they have like habitable planets, but they're so impossibly far away. Like that that's yeah. another problem. How everything's just so impossibly far away by the time we got here, it would it, we'd be dead basically. Like what if they're already on the way here? We, also, we wouldn't be able to. See we were looking into that planet's past technically because light takes so long to get to exactly. And we don't know if there's currently life on that planet because it, we're looking at it like a million years ago, mm-hmm. and it's like a million years ago humans didn't really exist. Mm-hmm. We've been around for like a couple thousand years. That's a trip. A hundred thousand. <clears throat> yeah. Like, I don't think people should really give a fuck about space. To be honest, why? <laughs> Because, like, yeah, it's interesting, but, like, it's not going to change anything. Exactly like aliens. Like, it's not going to change anything. No, you don't know. Because, remember, you can get resources from other planets that could then help us. Like, there's, like, a helium shortage. There's, like, a bunch of different problems. You could get – you could mine water from – clean water from, like, asteroids and things like that. I get that, yeah. In space are kind of tricky because you need to make settlements to uh, recuperate those resources, right? Mm -hmm. And because no nation can technically – Clean. own any resources from space because of their whole treaty and stuff companies will basically create uh autocracies over there they'll, they'll basically be kings literally we're bringing back feudalism essentially yeah, which normal people shouldn't give a fuck about <laughs> yeah, yeah that's true that's true honestly in, in, in the long run normal people should be like worrying more about like hey guys how about we fix the resources and the problems here on earth before all the rich people fuck off and then you know the earth burns yeah, or whatever because remember they are already selling they're already selling spots for um mm-hmm. the moon oh, where is it let me see you technically can't own any part of the moon like yeah. I, that's why i love that business model because it's legal and it's a scam at the same time it's like i'll be, I'll be back in like 10 minutes guys 10 minutes? all mm-hmm. right yeah, all right, bye. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. I was going to say, <laughs> space tourism company is selling trips to the moon for $750 million each. So it's like, that's just a rich person. That's almost a billion dollars, dude. That's three quarters yeah. of a billion dollars. That's just rich people shit right that's there. Like rich people. 0.1%. Exactly. And you know what's funny? This is an article from 2012. And they're already talking about on the heels of SpaceX's vision of a human colony on Mars. That's hilarious, but that's insane. <laughs> Newt Gingrich, let's build a moon base by 2021. Sorry, yeah, Newt. it's been nine years and nope, we still. There's a reason why, uh, like rich people are, are so adamant about going to space. And yes, it's a good endeavor and all, but really at the heart of it is because they don't want to fix things here. Like it's not in their vested interest to fix things here because this is how this is the system that made them rich. So they'd rather fuck off and avoid the the problems that they ended up causing here by by generating their wealth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Not to mention that technically speaking, without like the reason rich people are going to be able to own land on other planets is because they can hire people to enforce their rules by paying them. They're just like, here, all of you. Go and kill these people that aren't listening. Exactly. Or they'll be like, hey, you know what? You guys work for us. We're going to have to sell you the oxygen or stuff like that. You know, like remember in Doctor yeah. Who where they were like, they, they just couldn't afford the oxygen. That's why they died. And they're like, wait, what's going on here? And it's like, oh, yeah, they couldn't afford to be paid. So they just turned off their oxygen. It's like, what? Yeah. But- oh, what fucking hell, dude. <laughs> Capitalism in space. Oh, yeah, that doesn't, that, that, no, no. Yeah. Uh, like, 
or, or like like you see like the foundations of what sort of system that, that they're going to create over there in space here here in America and like old timey America during like the Gilded Age where a lot of like uh, company bosses had uh, towns like company towns mm-hmm. where like, oh, the government paid your I mean, the, the company paid your salary. Uh, you know, they chart you bought food from the company store. Mm-hmm. You bought, uh, you know, utilities from the company store. You took a shit. You used the company's plumbing, you know, and water and all of that. And all of those failed, all of them, because capitalism doesn't make for a good system of governance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it barely makes for a decent economy. Because <laughs> honestly, like what happened when all the companies move out of the, the like the towns and things like that? The towns yeah. die. That's why yeah. that happened can't have shit in detroit it's literally the thing about uh, some towns die without the companies leaving them because what if the comp like it's costing more to keep citizens there than it is to do that they're just gonna cut their losses and run they're not even gonna leave the water running because it's gonna cost them money you know the exit barriers are just so high that they're just gonna say fuck it and just let it rot honestly but it's it's insane because it because okay Detroit was literally the motor city because it had the big three. It had Ford, General Motors, and Chrysler at the time. So they were literally the most successful auto manufacturers in the U.S. and around the world. And mm. in Detroit, it was, like, amazing because everyone was like, hey, it's, the industry is booming. It's the it's second industrial revolution, you know, we're making cars. We've got everything. But once they realize it's cheaper to just, okay, we'll outsource to China, and then everything just collapses. That's why, dude, like... I know we're going back to houses, but you can literally see houses in Detroit are dirt cheap because no one wants to live there because mm-hmm. it's just there's poverty everywhere. And let me see. Detroit, Michigan. Um, crime statistics. Literally. With a crime rate of 62 per 1,000 residents, it has one of the highest crime rates in America compared to all communities of all sizes. One's chance of becoming a victim of either violent or property crime here in Detroit is one in 16, which means they'll break into your car, they'll go into your house, or you might get stabbed or something. And it's or they'll steal your stairs. There was like that one video where like a, a lady came out to like leave her house for work and just her stairs to go to into her house were just gone. It was just ripped straight off of the porch. It was, it was fucking crazy. A hundred. Sorry. Yeah, well, I already kind of gave it away, but $160,000 for a 10-bedroom, 7-bathroom house, 4,500 square feet. And the first line is cash only. Cash only because they're like you have to buy out the property basically outright. It looks really nice, but it looks like – I mean it looks like a huge old place basically. But yeah, there's there's people already in there originally – Purposed as room and board for the big three. What did I just say? Literally like, room and board for people who are working who in factories. That, anyone who thinks that capitalism serves for like a good system of governance or even like a good all-purpose thing should really look up Pullman's uh, like company town. Like go ahead and look it up right now. Like that shit is fucking disgusting what went down there. It, it's just completely awful. So many people like lost so much just because of that it, it it's it's awful the pullman car company blah blah kevin go ahead pull that up on the screen <laughs> let's see the end of pullman or well because this is showing a lot of lightweight cars it's, it's one word by the way pullman i'm trying to find it a brief overview of the pullman story but and then just really quick with detroit again 
$2,500 for a four bedroom, two bathroom house, 2,130, but it's just, it's just a piece of shit. Like it's all broken down and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just awful. It's yeah. There, there's just so many broken down houses and abandoned places. Cause people just leave. They don't like, they, it doesn't matter. $10,000 for a five bedroom, three bathroom house. It's all broken down and shit, but people are just not staying there. It doesn't make any sense for them. Cause there's nothing like, there's nothing there for them anymore. You know? As much as you want to be like, well, what if we put like restaurants or we put stuff like that? It's like, it's just, it's, it's not enough. Cause yeah, nothing is going to bring, cause like so much wealth was extracted from there when the companies failed that there's just, you you can't, you have to rip out the heart. You have to basically start new. You have to, uh, not just reinvigorate it, but return wealth back to the community in some sort of way. Usually it's by like funding uh, a lot of public education and a lot of the people and just giving jobs to people that companies might just consider unqualified mm-hmm. uh, because that's going to, you know, they're going to spend money there. You have to basically try to overturn the, the, the downward spiral that, that, that those companies cause upon their failure. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's just not easy because, a lot of that just entails giving money to people just giving. And a lot of people say like, Oh, but they don't deserve it. You know, they haven't earned it. It's like, well, what do you want? Do you want to have this location that might have a lot of wealth in it, but you're not investing it? Or do you, you know, care more about giving money to people who you consider might not deserve it. Especially since most of those people didn't become like that through fault of their own. It was those companies failing. It was capitalism failing them rather than them failing capitalism. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Who's, who should bear the brunt of the blame for that situation? The people that live there who were just born into that city or the companies that decided to fail? But also remember, the people moved there in the first place because of the promise of the company doing well. So yeah. if the company can't keep on its promise, obviously they, when they just fuck off, and they're like, okay, fine, whatever, we'll sell our stuff. We don't care. Yeah. We'll just move somewhere else. And then the people are like, um, hello, like, what are we supposed to do now? Like, we're just going to sit here and starve, I guess, because there's nothing like metropolitan, like there's nothing in here, but yeah yeah it's like and then as more companies like and company big companies failing in an area leads to other smaller companies failing which leads to other smaller companies failing which you know because the less money that there is to spend the less the system works capitalism is a system that intrinsically relies on people spending a whole lot of money to buy into the system when the companies fail the companies providing that income fail mm-hmm. you know well it causes everything to collapse because now people don't have money to spend yeah. Like a lot of this is a, 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 like e- economics 101, which is why I believe that a lot of like high level like economists and stuff that advocate against like spending money against people spending money or things that would inevitably lead to people spending money aren't really talking about the economic side of, of things and are talking about the political side of things, which is should be two completely different worlds to an extent. Mm-hmm. Like in a Venn diagram where they should overlap should only be about that much. Like Barely and just the companies so that they don't abuse their power and so that individuals don't abuse the companies either. It's like to keep things balanced. Yeah. It's just it's like, crazy. do you know what? Like, like, okay, this is the one time I will take Tesla's side on, on things. It's like, do you know, like dealerships essentially have monopolies over their own districts? What do you mean? legally speaking because tesla can't sell its automobiles by itself it has to partner with the dealership to sell its automobiles and they didn't want to do that because that increases the cost of the car mm-hmm. and since it's already pretty pricey they don't want to uh, uh exclude certain customers from, that would be able to buy 
So they tried to circumvent it and try to set up their own dealership where they could sell Teslas. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those dealerships had to be shut down uh, early on because uh, dealerships that sell cars, like, say, from Toyota, Mm -hmm. have monopolies over the region where they exist to an extent. And they could be passed down to sons like dynasties. So really, realistically speaking, until a dealership in, inevitably fails, mm-hmm. no other dealership can set up shop in, in their in their area. And Texas had had it has this even worse where Tesla couldn't even do online orders in Texas because that's how they circumvented a lot of those laws by just selling online. Mm-hmm. But te- they can't even they, they're basically barred from entering Texas in any sort of way because they can't set up dealerships because, you know, dealerships already have their regions. And they can't sell online because as soon as they started doing that, the dealership lobby started uh, being sexist. Hey, you know, cut this out. And so they did. And Tesla can't even sell online to Texans. Texans have to go That's outside of the crazy. state. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's fucking insane. This is the one time that I'll that I'll uh, that I'll take Tesla's side. One of the few times because it's ah, dude. Damn. It's fucking awful. Those because they they really do have essentially like monopolies. Like mm-hmm. they they have the power of like electric companies that that are like marginalized power, but they're not regulated like uh, electricity companies. So they essentially do whatever the fuck they want, and that's part of the reason why car prices are so high when you buy them new. That's part of the reason why the, they lose thirty percent of their value when you drive it off the lot. That's crazy, though. Yeah. Huh. Like. And technically speaking, and part of the reason for this is because they've essentially, they acted like how, they did the same thing that prisons did, which is they uh, man, they were able to lobby well enough to have uh, governments sign contracts with them. So if they, the government can't really step in and break apart their monopolies, because doing so would be a violation of the contracts that they've signed. Mm. And in, in that case, the government would need to pay out like millions, or I think in some cases, billions of dollars to them. So it's more beneficial for it's same thing with prisons. Like if prisons aren't at a certain capacity, the government has to pay out like millions of dollars. So they're incentivized to keep people in there for as long as possible. And it's a similar situation with the dealerships where they can't break apart. They can't enact laws to break apart the monopoly mm-hmm. because then they'd be, you know, in the hole for like millions. That's crazy, though. But I mean, well. It's still your third. That's crazy, though, and I keep talking about it. (laughs) No, no, no. But I'm serious. It's like that's actually like that's actually insane. It's not like like oh, that's crazy. So anyway, no, no. But it's like no, that's actually like yeah. Fuck. Like uh, what? What are we supposed to do at this point? Like we can't. We can't do anything unless you have millions of dollars to lobby like officials to uh, uh, to try to get them to renegotiate the contracts or to once the contract ends to remove those laws and not renew them, you're, you you can't really do anything because those contracts are already set. Some of them are set for like 99 years. Mm-hmm. We'll all be long dead by the time those contracts are up. So we'll never see it. And who knows if, years. you know, Tesla will still be around or another car company will still be around by the time those contracts are up. Dude, Tesla's going to be around forever. Fucking Elon Musk is going to find a way to put his brain in a computer and then he's going to uh, be like, yeah. I'm the first cyborg billionaire or something. You yeah. Know, like, and I have infinite reign over my company. It's exactly. Like, like if anyone's going to find a way. Take it private. Huh? That's kind of why he wants to take Tesla private. He doesn't want, he wants to take it off the stock market. So that no, he has a complete control over his company. And honestly, that's kind of smart because of like the particular stage of his company is like he used the stock market to build up capital. And now that he's, uh, you know, made it moderately successful, I think they had their, their first profitable quarter last year. Do they actually? They made like 
yeah, they made like 10 mil, 10 million on 520 millions in sales. Uh, so he's like, okay, I've already used the stock market for this purpose. Now I want full control over my company. But how's he going to like, does he have to pay out everyone if he makes it private or? Yeah. That's going to be like a he, lot of money though. Cause there's a huge yeah. market cap on. He's going to drop, a, he's going to drop the market cap by a lot by taking it out. But I think he sees that it's worth it in the long run because he gets complete control over his company. He gets to act like a king. He doesn't have a board of directors or anything. He does right now because of the stock market. But um, once he, uh, once he buys it out. Uh, but I was going to say, wouldn't the board of directors stop him from making it go private? Because they have I mean, to say too. Technically, as long as he has majority stock in the company, they can't stop him. If he has a lion's share, yeah. Huh. Even if they all voted against Even him. Even if he's at 51%, board, that, that 1% yeah. is still going to be. That's crazy. I don't know if he currently has the the 51%, but if he starts, you know, buying up, you know, stocks here, stocks there, you know, to sell your stocks because exactly. he's going to take it private and you're going to lose all your money. Oh, wait a minute. What? Oh, you can't make it? Oh, too busy. Okay. We'll try next week. Yeah. Well, so that was Mark Normand. And um, fortunately, he's too busy this week. So we'll have to skip over his interview um, for this week. And hopefully he'll be back next week. But uh, we'll keep it in the title. Oh shit! It's been an hour. No, no, it's it's been thirty minutes. But oh. yeah, yeah, it's been thirty minutes. But I'm like thirty six minutes. But I'm like, we'll, we'll keep it in the title. Make sure to put him in the thumbnail too. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, dude, full clickbait. Draw like a giant red circle exactly. with an arrow pointing. What's going? Okay, wait. Okay. We have to make stupid faces. Hurry, hurry. Okay, so so you have to look this way. Wait, am I on? Yeah, that way. You have to look that way. So, okay, ready? <laughs> we have to make like the surprise faces for the thumbnail. Ready? <gasps> All right, perfect. <laughs> now we're gonna use that so as a stupid. thumbnail. Perfect. That's so stupid. That's oh, amazing. It's gonna be Mark Norman in the middle going like thumbs up or something. All right, dude. Because of how slow I, I, I edit the podcast, you know, it'd be hilarious. In it's like, like if in like a month uh, we actually get Mark Norman on the podcast, and I have to upload this one before that, and he just yeah. sees this, yeah. like, oh, this is the thing. It's like <laughs> no, it's not. Honestly, hey, at least with school though, you'll finally be able to finish all the other ones. Fucking shit! Finally, Honestly, dude, yeah. You're done with school? Like, no more. Like it's so good. Never having. I I legit though. I had like nightmares for like the first like a month afterwards of like not nightmares, but like you know I I dreamed that like they're like hey so you didn't finish a project so you actually got a D in the class you have to go back and I'd be like no and then I wake up and I'm like oh, I have my degree I have my degree it's done it's all set set in stone you know if someone could kill me right now I don't have to worry about that you know it's <laughs> if lightning just struck me you know I'd be like. Yeah, yeah. Okay. If an intruder broke into my home, I'd go back to sleep. <laughs> and if Edward lives at a, <laughs> no, 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 but so okay. So what, what do you think you would realistically do? How about this? If you win the lottery, and you don't have to work anymore. Like, what do you think you do? Oh, this! I'd be doing this podcast forever, dude. <gasps> Honestly, like, just focus full time, play video games, get to watch stuff, just relax, yes. work on yourself, not have to stress about customers and things like that anymore. Yes. Buy a house and like, buy honestly, I would buy a house just for like me, not for. Not, I wouldn't want to rent out because I, I wouldn't have. If I won the lottery, I wouldn't have to worry about that. Oh, dude, totally. Like the only reason why I'm looking for a house where I can rent property is Make because I have right to now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an investment right now. If I won the lottery and I didn't have to ever do that i just buy a house for me not even a lot you know okay no i've talked about this with my girlfriend a lot you know what's my dream home Hmm. my dream home or my dream thing is to move to uh like norway or one of those countries like kind of like on the border (laughs) buy a house buy like a two a 
a two floor house where the upper floor is like my my room and like you know my bathroom and all that my kitchen and the bottom floor is like a cafe or like a bookstore and i just run that not even for like the 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 the, like the money i just want to be able to like do something creative like that that's like my dream like if everything in 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 like the world was perfect that'd be my my dream thing where i just run a small cafe somewhere in like iceland or like norway or nordic countries in one of the nordic countries and i i just sell baguettes and fucking croissants and shit like (laughs) just pastries. i i don't care like i just want to like sell pastries and like that'd be that's my like dream and then just yeah and then just like like, without having to worry about the expenses or the profit or losses just sell those for a couple of hours a day go to my room play video games you know talk to my girlfriend all that stuff yeah, dude, that'd be like the life and not have to deal with shit like this. OK, so this is the perfect transition into customers. my story. Customers, Honestly? because, OK, these two customers, like they were pretty good customers, but they were fucking insane, dude. Like, like, OK, it started out with like this couple, right? This guy and this girl came up to our store and they were, uh, you know, like, oh, and like the guy was like, oh, this is a bit pricey, but, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to buy some, but I have to wait for my paycheck. And so they, that they were starting to leave, right? Mm-hmm. They were backing out. And this these other customers that eventually became customers, but at the time they weren't. They were just random people at the CVS. Mm-hmm. Started fighting these people. Like this girl, like these two girls and the, 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 the girlfriend of the guy started like just duking it out, like yelling. Not like fisticuffs just yet. We're getting to that part. They were just like, you fucking whore, you like... And just like all this other stuff. And I had no idea what's going on. But they were yelling so loud. Like they were almost a block away and I could hear them. Not literally. They were in the parking lot, but they were a pretty good distance. And uh, later on, someone when someone crossed the street, they were like, hey, do you know what that fight was about uh, that, that was happening here? Like, so they could hear them across the street, like literally. And uh, and this this girl fucking uh, like fucking four foot two, like with glasses and shit, like was like attacking the vehicle like of this uh, of the couple like the couple eventually got fed up with it and like the 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 girl like went inside and the guy was like hey guys calm down like the guy was actually being reasonable he was like hey we're sorry we took your parking space because it was about a parking space like that's Mm -hmm. the fight was over Mm -hmm. and he was like hey calm down you know we're taking off now you can have the parking space you know our bad that we you know took it from you we didn't even notice Mm -hmm. and like the dude just sped away because but this is the reason why he sped away, because when he went into his vehicle, when he thought everything was over, the, the fucking short girl fucking ran up and jumped onto the back of the car and started what slamming the it out the window. And it was just it was just out of nowhere. because I thought everything was over. So I started handling the customer again. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, sorry about that. You know, we don't know what's going on here, really. When all of a sudden. And I'm like, holy what fuck, what the fucking hell? And I, at this point, I had no idea what it was about. I didn't know it was about the parking space. I just, I just saw the dude like, hey, like say like, hey, calm down, you know, chill. Mm-hmm. And my mom later told me because she was closer to them and she was overhearing everything. Uh, and and that happened. And then like, like later they were like, yeah, sorry. They were like, they came up to me like the little girl because they were like buying lamps because they really liked it. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, those guys were fucking assholes. And they were like, you know, doing shit. And I'm like yeah 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 you know some people are just kind of like that sometimes and i'm like in my head i'm like you fucking jumped onto the back of his car then you called 911 when they were already gone 
And the, po- the police had to show up, take your statement. And the ambulance, like the firefighter ambulance showed up and like, we're like, are you guys okay? Like, what's going on? Why the 911 call? And I'm yeah. just like, how People much of a care can you be? Like, Fuck. you called the police. Oh, like, okay. And like, because of recent events, I have to say, the person was black. So I would not, like the guy that was just calming shit down, like, I would not have wanted been present if the cop showed up, at, like, when the black guy was still there. Like, because these guys, these people look kind of white. I don't know if they were white, but they look kind of white. So, you know, I wouldn't have wanted, been, wanted to have been there when uh, that whole thing happened. Because that, that was kind of spooky. Because the cops, like, showed up in, like, three seconds. Right after the the, the black guy left. Mm-hmm. And it's like... Yeah. It, it was it was just freaky. It was weird. It was weird. Because the that the little girl, like, the... not Because she wasn't a girl. She was, like, a full woman. She was, like, 24. Or some shit. Grown ass woman. Grown ass woman. Just short. And she like beat the shit out of the windshield in the back when they were trying to speed away. And before that, she was like hitting the fucking door. And it's like, it's not that serious. It's a fucking parking space. And you know what makes this even more insane? Hmm. Half of the parking lot was empty. Like she could have literally gone three feet and parked at another space. Jesus. It's like fucking customers, why, dude. I was going to say, why do people even do that? Honestly, that's. It's not worth. It's not worth. Not at all. Oh, dude, that shit that shit had me stressed cuz it's like yeah, you got to you got people fighting in front of you, you got people paying for stuff, you got people trying to steal like Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ, dude. And then we had to, uh people trying to figure out where we got our lamps, like trying to scope out like, "Oh, where do you get your supplies?" like trying to start up their own thing. Mm-hmm. And so they were like they're like, "Home, oh, we're trying to like to yeah, another thing to fucking worry about. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Fucking shit. Oh, well. <sighs> yeah. No. That was my story. Fuck yeah, fuck customers. customers. Honestly. Fuck customers. Be- rich. Fuck capitalism. We were hitting all the hallmarks. <laughs> Friday episode. Exactly. So, yeah, I don't know. Fuck customers. I, I guess Walter had to go <laughs> permanently. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, that's... uh. Yeah, it's Broke Till Friday, Broke Till Friday podcast at gmail.com for your questions. Broke t- underscore till underscore Friday on Instagram. And yeah, yeah. We'll, hopefully we'll have Mark Norman next week. Yeah. We're broke till Friday. Goodbye, my friends. We'll see you next week. Now I'ma go and eat my meat. And we're broke till Friday. Bye, my friends. We'll see you next week. And now I'ma go and eat my meat. And we're broke till Friday.